Welcome to the Being Church podcast, where we work to inspire and encourage our St. Louis Parish community to go be church by discussing stories and topics of faith. I'm Tom. And I'm Elisa. And today we're talking about a consistent life ethic inspired by the Golden Globes (laughs) and this month of January. Hope you enjoy and let us know what you think. Hey, Tom. <laughs> What's up? Happy Nothing. New Year. Yeah. Happy 2020. Yay. New it, decade. We're a few days in. I don't know. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? No, I think we're good. I think actually a lot of us needed a do-over from that first week of re-entry. Holy cow, dude. Rough. I was, yeah, it was lots of details, lots of like, because we had two weeks off at Christmas, so yeah. like, which was awesome. It was. Um, but it's really hard to re-enter. After that. So yeah, new decade, new year. What have you got? Anything coming up this year that you're looking forward to? Uh, I get to, oh, I get to present at DCYC. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. For the first time, I'm leading a breakout session. What is DCYC? The Diocesan Catholic Youth Convention. Cool, dude. So you're going to be like a big Steubenville speaker? No, no, no. Not in the, (laughs) no, it's just a little tiny breakout. But still, I did a proposal and I got accepted and I was like, yeah, that's cool. So that's that's something I've never done. When is that? It's uh, February 1st. Oh, cool. So and wait, what about you? You have something cool coming up too. Dude, I have so much stuff going on this year. <laughs> I have a baby coming. Oh, yeah. Time. That's 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 good. <laughs> that's going to be... It has been such a wild whatever. And I don't quick. Know. Has it been quick? Yeah. Like... You're there. So quick. So we're... Yeah, we're almost there. End of February, that baby comes. Just like since we got married, it's just been rush, 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 which is great, but crazy. Uh, yeah, but end of January, I'll go to Baltimore to present on a book I wrote with a friend, and um, which will be cool. And hopefully that baby doesn't come while I'm in Baltimore. Nope. <laughs> if uh, if it does, she'll, we'll need your help. She'll stay nice and cozy. Let's hope so. Let's yeah. hope so. But yeah, it's going to be a good year. Got lots of big things planned. So uh, thank you so much for to you listeners to listening during our Advent um, study podcast series with Father Matthew. Uh, I thought that went really well. It was really enjoyable to talk about uh, Pope Benedict and um, his infancy narratives. For me, it, it like enhanced Christmas. Oh, big time. Like it opened my mind to a lot of things um, that I hadn't thought about before. So hope you enjoy that. And we're going to try something similar for Lent, a little bit uh, of a, I think we're going to do like five episodes weekly with Father Matthew. Again, Pope Benedict, uh, but we'll have more information about that in future episodes. So let's move on to our topic for for the day. You brought this up. You wanted to talk about this topic. Well, yeah, like you said, I just felt like, you know, January is Respect Life Month and... um, here in Austin, we're gearing up for uh, Catholic Pro-Life Day, which yeah. is on the 25th. And um, there's been a little bit of a... little bit. A tiny bit of an uproar. A little bit of news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, at the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah. So, so give some background. Right. So, okay. So today we're going to talk about... Um, what it means to be pro-life and having a consistent life ethic. And you're right. January is the perfect time to talk about this because it's the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, that uh, Supreme court decision that made abortion um, accessible and legal. Uh, And so this is the time of year when we talk about all that stuff. And I don't know if it was planned or if it just so happened that at the golden globes this year, which I never watched, but I heard about this because of, first of all, Ricky Gervais's monologue, which I thought was kind of funny, but also, uh, this lady Michelle Williams um, acceptance speech of her uh, of her award, 
She basically, she basically in her acceptance, um, said that her, her access to abortion, uh, made choice. it her access to the choice yeah. correct of a boy abortion made, made it possible for her to be successful in, in the industry. Yeah. Which made a lot of people a Livid. little upset. Yeah. I mean, the people in the room were, you know, happy and excited right. and cheering. Um, but the people who were consuming this, and I think this even goes beyond like conservative minded people. I no. think a lot of people saw her standing there with her award talking about exchanging a child for an award and they were like, does not compute, compute at right. all. Right. And even you were saying something about that the other day, like people see this and they hear this as like feminism is right. liberation, but it's, it really flies in the face of what it means to be a feminist. Can you say more about that? Right. Cause I don't think I can talk about well, it. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, I think just, um, for those, for those of us who consider ourselves, Feminist. I think first it's it's important to to, to kind of say that um, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Least, what do you mean by feminist? Is, right? is just that the dignity is equal. My dignity is equal to yours, and you know, and that's why it's important that I get the right to vote so mm -hmm. that I can, you know, all of these things historically that women have not had access to because they were seen as kind of less than a man. Yeah. Um, I think is is where I come from. So equal in dignity, that's interesting. Like, does that to you, because you have to say to you, because everyone's right. got a different yeah, understanding right. of what sure. feminism means. Equal in dignity, does that mean that um, we're the like the exact same? No, it just means that both of us hold, have dignity. And in the areas historically that women have been denied certain things, we are to make sure that... Uh, that their dignity is honored yeah. as as much as their male counterparts. That seems to be a um, it, a philosophy of feminism that's very prevalent in Catholic culture. Right. Like for, for women who are living their faith and they're very right. active, they're like, well, no, we're children of God. Right. Together. It doesn't, it doesn't mean at all that I don't understand that there is a purpose. There is a feminine genius yeah. that we're, there were different right. on purpose. Yeah. You teach theology, the Bible. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you're like, anyone, I'm bored. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bored guys. <laughs> so I think though, that one of the things, one of the points that was made that I, I really, I really sort of agree with is that this idea of, you know, this, this ability to choose makes it so that I can um, be successful in this industry kind of just plays into the industry. So, um, you, what she essentially said is like, I'm going to play the game the way yeah. that it is versus why don't we change the game? We were, the men in the industry were, are never expected to choose between their children and their careers. Right. They can have both. Well, and I bet, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anyone in Hollywood, but just like <laughs> thinking about it, like I bet there are men who, abandon their families when it's time to shoot a movie or do whatever. Like I bet there are men who, but they have that option or right. they are, they shouldn't have that option. I don't know how to say it the right way, but it's like, it's more acceptable for yeah, them right. to in be society, away for long that hours. makes It makes sense. Sure. Exactly. And I could see, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But it's still, what, what was interesting to me was like part of her, the latter part of her speech after she was talking about choice, she was like, um, she said something like men have made this world look like them. So let's, let's make it look like us women. 
right. to the women in the room. And I thought that was interesting because, um, I don't know. It's hard for me to speak as, on this as a, as a guy because, not because I don't know what I'm talking about, because it's always taken in a certain way. But it's like, um, should women be the exact same as men, right? Like the world shouldn't look like just men, but it also shouldn't just look like women. And we shouldn't be trying to be the same. No. Like we should be trying to strive for equal dignity. Anyway, right. I don't really know what I'm saying, but no, no, no. I've only had one cup of coffee. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, it it is such a thing where, where just by her saying that, I don't really know if they if they think about if they if she thinks through what it look what it could look like if if just all humans had dignity and we kind of stopped this this race of it has to there has to be a line and you have to side one way or, or the other. Um, I think we can just work towards um, that idea of equal dignity, and I think that's what leads us to speak about this consistent life ethic, yeah. where we just decide that hey, like everybody has dignity worth protecting and worth honoring. Right. What does that look like? Well, and I think that especially like if it's if it's all of us speaking up for all of us, right? Then it's a then it's a common voice, right? If I get up and I say like, yeah, this industry is unfair to women, right? And they get up and they say, yeah, and actually it affects men badly. You know, like right. if we're Maybe that's a, so is that why a utopian we, worldview? I don't know, like, but is that why are we pitting each other again? Like that just is very like here's the line. I think there's been a lot. I mean, just in the last few years, there's been a lot of harm and mm-hmm. violence done um, by particular men to women. Uh, I mean, I think it's gone the other way too. But like, I I'm almost forgiving. Like with the whole Me Too thing and all right. that stuff. Like I. I I'm willing to take the hits because it's like, yeah, there's a couple of jerks out there who've done some terrible stuff. Well, and I but have, also like, there's plenty of good people out oh, there. Oh, for sure. You know, and I think like within the church, I, I have, I have, oh. right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I think that we could grow in our understanding of 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 lay leadership and of um, religious sisters and just the value uh, that women can bring to a lot of circles. And so yeah, there's areas, there's areas of growth. Definitely. I, I mean, I firmly believe the church needs to really look at the feminine genius and say like, where does she belong in this church? Because, you know, people are always like, Oh, women work at the Vatican and all that. Stuff. But it's not at the end of the day, bishops and cardinals are making decisions. The Pope is making decisions and, and sure, maybe influenced and informed by really intelligent women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, we need to celebrate people like Edith Stein and people with like just who contribute so much right. to the church's mission overall. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, that's just. So again, this is just a conversation. And I think that when you and I were talking about this consistent life ethic and, and protecting the dignity of everyone, men and women alike, uh, babies and, yeah. uh, death row inmates alike. Yeah, right. Uh, I talked a little bit about this consistent life ethic language um not being super super popular in the church but because it doesn't have to be we you know the ccc has entire paragraphs about human dignity it's really interesting because when you start talking about phrases like consistent Mm -hmm. life ethic or um yeah the seamless garment approach to life maybe they're popularized by people who are you know 
construed as like belonging to one political party or another, right? right? And it's so interesting that this issue that is so central to everything we do, like how we interact with each other, how we fight for each other, like it's so interesting how this position has can become so um, polarized by Mm -hmm. politics. Right. And And I understand that mm -hmm. we're political animals and we live in a political world. We have to, it's part of the, like it's how we government organizes us. It's just part of life, but it, it's almost a bummer that it has to be so political. We can't just be like, but this is what we believe. I feel like it's to me, I feel like it's dangerous. I, I feel like it's dangerous to make anything that has to do with our faith first and primarily political of course Mm. you're allowed to discern and you should discern um how you vote absolutely but i i think that um when our when our politics influence our faith yeah versus the other way around it becomes a little bit um dangerous and in this in this regard especially i think we can forget the entirety of of the pro-life umbrella yeah so let's talk about human dignity for a second and what it means to be pro-life you looked up that paragraph in the catechism was that about human dignity yeah there's there are several paragraphs about human dignity but it's like it's central to everything and basically well what did that paragraph say off the top like generalize it well it's just like everybody has human dignity so okay but what is it elisa i'm like (laughs) to you what is it to you well, I just feel like we were all created in the image and likeness of God, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not we we are separate from animals or plants. We we have because we were made in this image and likeness, we have inherent value. And so my value just cuz I'm a woman isn't less than your value. Right. And uh a preborn baby is their value just because the level of development isn't where I am. Uh, their value does not change. Our value is the moment that we are. Right. And it cannot be taken. And it's a value that this is so difficult. Like, okay, I guess it's a question. Does moral action like increase or decrease our value? No. See, that's really hard. That's really hard. Because, Because let's say this. Because if it did, then Paul, when he was Saul, when he was persecuting Christians, mm-hmm. right? Then then we would have been like, well, that dude, get rid of him. Even though he repented. Right. But then he repented. And, uh, you know, if you go on ahead and look in scripture, he wrote some good stuff. Yeah. And so that is not for us to decide the level of value of a person. It just is. Yeah. Can you imagine if if I were to come to my teenager's with that kind of nonsense, right? Because mommy doesn't love you anymore, because right? You or broke or that you're dish. not valuable because you made this bad choice, or you're not as valuable as this student over here who prays the rosary every night with their family. Right. That that's a really slippery slope. Yeah. And so what I do feel is that a lot of us are called to defend human dignity. We, we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of us have a passion for specific marginalized groups. Yeah. And that it is great and fine and wonderful to find that passion in your gifts and your talents. Mm-hmm. And if you decide to serve and protect and advocate for a certain uh, marginalized group, whether it be preborn babies or death row inmates or whoever well, it is. Yeah, right. Keep going. Sorry. Then it, then it's then it's then it's 
fabulous because we need it. We need, as yeah. long as human dignity is being defended mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a good way. Um, cause as sometimes we get very sanctimonious and very like, it becomes kind of about our platform and our ego and all of that. Um, but if we really are consulting Jesus and like Jesus, what's my next step? I think that it's really important to allow people to be in the area. Um, I know people who are very, 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 um, concerned with sex trafficking here mm-hmm. in our city and in and that is just something I don't know a lot about doesn't mean that I don't care about the dignity of it just means I don't know a lot about that sure. and so that's not where my gifts and talents I feel are being called to being used but right but it is important to understand that we're, we all we all can defend dignity somehow. well it's it's almost that shows the genius of the magist it does show the genius of the magisterium and of the church that we use the term dignity to encompass this consistent life ethic even though it doesn't really i don't think it says consistent life Mm-mm. ethic but the fact that talking about human dignity does that it, it does open the door to all of these different populations and peoples and situations and it helps us to look at things. And it almost gives us the easy answer. It's almost like being in second oh, grade yeah. religion class uh-huh. and having every answer, answer be Jesus loves me, right? Or whatever. Right. Like, it's not – Christ doesn't make it complicated. Um, I So this is so cliche and trite. But, like, in my prayer in the last few months, I've been – like, some a thought came to me a while ago. And it was like, um, Jesus just said to love one another. Like, that's – Drop my pen. Like that's the only job he's given all of us. Us, right? That's the only job he's given me. When I thought that, like, love one another, just love one another. When I thought that, I was like, yeah, but what about the people who mm-hmm. do things that are wrong? <laughs> like, and not even like love your enemy, but like, uh, what about the people who are unjust? Like, what about the people who do it wrong? Shouldn't I correct them? Yeah, I could, but like. He says, love one another. He doesn't say, he says, I'll judge. I'll judge. Right. He's the judge. And I have to have faith that he'll judge right. at the end of time. But like, he just said to love one another. And so it's like, it's easy to say everyone has dignity. Right. It's That's the easy Christian answer to be like, yeah, you're a fool. You're a murderer. You're right. whatever. But you have human dignity. You have somewhere in there some dignity. Right. God loves you, even though I don't right now or something it, like that. But, but it's so... Dignity applies to all these situations, and you're right. It can be really hard because it's like I have to care about unborn babies, mm-hmm. just born babies, right. little kids, teens, like safe environment, right? Like adults, priests who do terrible things, like murderers. my mom who's taking care of her elderly parent. There's yeah. end of life issue. I mean, immigrants. Now, mm-hmm. now the environment. Right. Pope Francis. What do you do? Like we have to add another one to the list. So sometimes it's like it can be overwhelming, and that easy answer while it's still easy to be like sure it's hard to care about Narrow it all it down. maybe right. maybe that's a tough way to say it, but it is hard to care about it all so it's nice to hear you say like hey pick a couple right like maybe you love babies who who doesn't love babies right and you just want to advocate for their lives that's yeah. great maybe you're very Go to passionate a pregnancy about pregnancy center exactly right. maybe you're very passionate about the environment great learn read la to see and tell everybody you know about it so it's it's nice to hear you say that because this whole protect pro life thing, protect life stuff, it's it's a vast, vast right. field. And so to narrow it down, to be specific, to pick one and to be okay with that. Right. I had you're a not com- you're not 
abandoning the whole mission. No, I had a conversation with a friend the other day and, and, you know, we were talking about sometimes that being paralyzing that, that idea that there's so much. Well, it's just like being Catholic in general. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and she said something really beautiful. She said, you know, like every time we do something, it has ripple effects. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a really good visual for me that every single time I decide to defend the dignity of another person, however small my action might be, um, whether it be kind of learning more, learning to ask more questions about, you know, people who are just kind of discarded and people think one way, you know, to just have a broader mindset, any little tiny small act of mercy and love that I do in any capacity has ripple effects that I don't see. Yeah. And conversely, yeah. if I don't, if I don't do anything or, um, or if I side completely with my thing, um, that doesn't have the same if we're able to just do one small thing. Yeah. I'm si- I'm, I'm thinking like, um, it's easy to say that we all have dignity, right? And it's easy to do the small things for people that we like, people we love. But like, I'm trying I'm thinking about the hard the hard part of all this. And just go with me here. I think being in Texas, like being in the South, right? Like we we know that things like um the death penalty and immigration are like hotly debated topics and right. people fall on either side of the camp, especially politically. Um right. but sometimes those those politics influence their faith and their their understanding of human dignity like like you said. I often, um, I often wonder, and I wonder this a lot with like people going through RCIA and people who are learning about the church, like how willing are we to let the church push us? Like how willing, how open are we to, to listening to what Christ has to say and what his bishops have to say? Um, this can go for any topic, right? Like theological or social. Um, Like I know for a lot of people, like homosexual unions and things like that, that's a really difficult doctrine to understand. But I think that we are so, as Westerners, as Americans, we're so used to identity politics Mm -hmm. that we, we don't listen to the other side. We don't listen to the challenge, right? Like, I just, I think that that's a really important thing to think about. Allowing ourselves to be, to be challenged. Oh, absolutely. To know that, yeah, we might not be right. I might not be right on some things. Or. But but Jesus is. Or to be challenged and to understand that in that challenge and in that listening may open you up to an even broader understanding of human dignity. So. I think for my own self, I've always been um, raised pro-life. I my mom took me to rallies since the time I was seven years old. Like yeah. we just we've just been that family. And I think that the more I've paid attention and been challenged by um, people wanting me to hear about their experience, um, the more the wider my love and respect for people has gotten, not not narrower. Um, I think that's kind of a telltale sign of how well we're doing with the with the 
with the consistent life ethic or this idea that everybody has equal dignity is how many people we count in and how many people we count out. So if there is a line and we're like, okay, those people, um, that is very telling. That's very telling. And Mm. I had to look, um, at myself. And, and I do think that when we, when we start to pray about this and think about this, the vast amount of work that we do is interior work because well, when, it should be, we, it should be, I don't think it's, we do enough interior. Well, work, well, I but, think it, yeah. it was a lot of me looking in the mirror and thinking, okay, who do I other, who do I say you are over there and we're, we're in over here and yeah. you are out over there. That is the language of, um, not, not really paying attention to you over there having, yeah. having value and, right. and, and what that, what that means to right. me, for me to respect your value. Well, yeah. And that's really important because we're not perfect at this. No. The church as a human institution isn't even perfect at this, right? Like we do a lot of harm and violence, um, to people, but now yeah, that's a great question. Who do I other? And to sit with that and to really dialogue with the Lord. I also don't think a lot of us dialogue with the it's Lord no very fun. well. I no, because it's it, prayer. Prayer holds a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. And and silence itself, whether you're praying or not, sitting in silence holds a mirror, and you're like, "Ugh, I don't like who I am," or whatever, right? Or this you know? part definitely. Or yeah, it's just it's just having the um the humility enough and the awareness enough to to allow ourselves to be changed, to allow ourselves to, even if we don't get on board totally, just to like hear it, to understand, mm-hmm. to come to like an ICU moment. Just right. to see see the other, to see the other side. Um, I hope that all made sense. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I was just thinking like, okay, we're talking about it like it's easy, but it's really hard. And something that you said, sorry, I know you got to go soon. Oh, no, um, you're good. Okay. Uh, something that you said made me really think, like, when we hear people's stories, hear people's experiences, um, even if we don't agree with what they've done, I think it does bring us to a level of, okay, I I can, I can, I can see how you would make that decision. Right. Um, you're, I think you're wrong. I think you've made a terrible decision, but I can (laughs) see how you would make that decision. And and I have to keep that in mind when I hear things like, uh, this Michelle Williams's speech at the golden globes, like this is her, this is her world. This is her awareness right now. And yeah, she probably, maybe she had to do that to, I mean, I shouldn't say that. Maybe she felt like she she felt like she had to do that to uh, make some money, right? to get ahead, right? Like you live your whole life as an actress and I'm sure there's not a lot of callbacks, you know? So it's, it's yeah, it's I just, it's it, hearing the other person. Right. It's dialogue. It's it, it has a lot to do with proximity. It's very, very hard to not see another's human dignity if you're near them, if you're close to them. To not see. Yeah, oh, you, like oh. if you're near somebody and you're hearing their their story or You'll you're in their yeah. circle, it's really hard to be like, oh no, you're not human. <laughs> you don't have any dignity, right? But like when we remove ourselves and we, and we start to just say group or use this just very broad terminology for entire groups of people, yeah. then, then that's kind of a sign. And so... What I've done in my own life is I've tried to get to the people that I don't understand or that I have rejected for X, Y, and Z. I've tried to get closer mm-hmm. to learn more and to pay attention. And um, lo and behold, as it would turn out, um, 
they have dignity and, <laughs> and they have value. Well, and I think that conversion and correction happens best in the context of relationship, right? right? Like you, you don't get anywhere just yelling at people on the corner. Even a well-known Catholic apologist, I think it was Jimmy Aiken, was quoted the other day saying like, yeah, apologetics only goes so far. Like we need to love one another. Right. <laughs> Which is just, it was great to hear him say that. I was like, thank you. Right. Um, yeah. Context of relationship. Like you can't, we don't know. Right. We don't know. Right. Um, and Christ is the only one who judges. So yeah, this topic is really difficult, I think. But like Christ commands us to it. Love one another. Human right. dignity. So what's the, what's the takeaway? Because it's easy to theorize. It's easy to get on a podcast and talk about it. Like right. what can we do to realize this uh, universal human dignity in our lives? Man, I think that you like put boots to the ground. Like if Jesus says love one another, then then find find your thing for the protection of human dignity. Find find your thing. And if it means that you have a little bit of cash and you want to um you want to give money to an organization or, you know, if there's like here in Austin, there is, you can, um, go and visit the teens at Gardner Betts, which is, you know, if that's visiting the prisoner. So I just think like you said earlier, you know, if we're doing the, the corporal acts of mercy, yeah. um, yeah, we're, we're in the right place. And we all right. kind of just, I feel like that's the, the gospel in motion is, is in the doing. And so we got to pick something. Yeah. To you're going to talk the talk, but you're not going to do anything about it. You're not going to walk the walk. That's hypocrisy. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's terrible. That's right. terrible. He, Jesus would, he would, he would give sermons and then he would go and heal the blind and cure the lame. Like it's, and, both. and yes, he like ate with sinners, but then he called them to conversion. Right. And they weren't, you know, they, they left their former way of life. And like those things happen when, when we enter into relationship with people, when we offer them the love of Christ, like it does. And, and you shouldn't just go out to people to convert them. You should go out to be in relationship with them. But sometimes, um, sometimes God, God allows that to happen. Right. Um, so yeah. And I think that, I think one thing we can all do is you said this earlier. It's funny. You took my practical advice. I'm going to take yours Okay, yeah. is, uh, to sit with the question, uh, and to say like, what does it look like to be, um, to be about dignity for all, right? Like what to sit with the uncomfortable places to sit with those situations, those people that make us uncomfortable and say like, Lord, help me see their dignity. Like right. help me understand. Um, because at the very least, whether that changes your mind or not, it, it, I think it, I think it goes, uh, to make us like more loving disciples. That gives me one, one last quick idea. You can't have another one. one then last, I gotta come up sorry, with sorry, no, no, sorry. One last quick idea. I would, I would highly re recommend, um, leaving any social media groups that tend to, um, dehumanize. So if you find yourself following a person or a platform that routinely spends its energy kind of oppressing or using language that is just dehumanizing, mm -hmm. um, I would I would leave that space and I would find spaces of people who are routinely upholding yeah. the dignity. And some groups will like uphold the dignity of one while like throwing other people under the bus. You right. know, they'll be like, this person is oppressive. So you have to uphold the dignity of this group and like almost oppress the oppressor, which is 
like you're just it's that's not helpful so like the cycle right just find people who help you love people who are in the business of loving people and try to distance yourself from people who tend to make it make up a a platform or a buck off of like talking poorly about people in general so that would be my last i do have one more thing and i thought about this we shouldn't have left this till the end um if you are someone or if you know someone who's had an abortion or has experienced any sort of um, trauma when it comes to these sort of human dignity issues, uh, know that you are welcome at this parish. Know that we love you no matter what. Uh, and know that there is healing from God and uh, for yourself. Um, so I just want people to know that, that um, you're not excluded. You are welcome because you do have dignity. And um, there is a future for all of us who are all sinners. So just want to put that out there because uh, I think that's important. Whenever we talk about this, I think people can tend to feel estranged. So you're not. We love you anyway. Absolutely. All right. Well, we sort of dealt with that topic. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> that was good. Cool. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Being Church podcast. We hope you've been inspired and encouraged to go be church, to love one another, and to realize the dignity of people in your own life. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media with your friends and family. We'd appreciate it. Or you can give us a rating and subscribe so you receive all of our future, your future, Being Church episodes. We love you and we are praying for you. Go be church. Church.